my my eating. I, I track my eating every day. I worked out. Well, I track my you know? eating too. Um, there's these apps. <laughs> when you order from Pizza Hut, it, it shows you how close it is to your house when they deliver. Right. So I, I track my food too. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Once again, I'm back. I have returned. I have returned like the snow in the winter, like the rivers in the spring, like the mosquitoes in the summer, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. What I'm trying to say is I'm here again to do what we love the most, and the only chance you had to not be stuck with me was to not press play. But now it's too late. I've got my hooks in you now, and you just can't get away. Like a fish on a hook, I just keep reeling you in, little by little by little, till you're in my boat. Then you're riding home in my cooler. Then you're basking on my grill. A little bit of butter, a little bit of parsley. <laughs> Jesus, Jeremiah, you lost your fucking mind. Anyway, I feel like I get more loony and loony every week. So let's just dive right into this. I got a special one for you. So I got a lot of great feedback about my first episode. Um, a few messages and texts from people suggesting that I get more friends to join me as guests. Um, I took that to heart and I figured if I'm doing this for all of us, then why shouldn't I listen to these suggestions? Uh, so last week, I decided to invite my brother onto the podcast. We did some moving of a table, shared a mic, got real close and intimate, really awkward, very uncomfortable, <laughs> but I think it resulted in something beautiful. Um, so like I said, last week I invited him in. Um, and what we did, I really do feel was nothing short of podcast gold, um, whatever, whatever podcast gold is. Um, but now I wanted to actually make this call uh, to one of my oldest friends, who, in my honest opinion, may have opened my eyes to more than I even thought was possible at that time in my life. Um, the life that I was leading or the life that I was living at that time kind of, you know, I was a cultured individual, spent a lot of time overseas, saw a lot of great things, saw a lot of terrible things was a chameleon in the communities of Europe, whether it be Spain or Italy or, you know, the different demographics of people. Um, but even having all of that in my in my being, moving to the States and being a, I don't know, what was I, probably 19, 20 year old boy still, um, my mind was still closed off to a lot of things that I didn't others understand. And I feel like a lot of what we don't understand, it's natural to close your mind to it. And um, the guest that I have, I feel, helped change that in me. Um, but we'll get into that in a second. I, I guess the real reason I'm saying things like this is I feel like if the idea behind inviting guests onto a podcast is to share with the world, the people who make up my world, then that's exactly what I need to do. And 
I guess without further ado, I want to introduce everyone to my good friend, one of my best friends, Jason Rohde. So what's up, Jason? How are you? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing I'm doing excellent. Um that was a great intro. A great intro. If you were awake for that, then you're a better friend than I thought you'd be. Because <laughs> <laughs> most people would have read that or heard that and said, Oh my God. Soapbox, Jeremiah. Soapbox. Always on the goddamn soapbox. But whatever. It was great. But seriously, man, I um I'd made I allude to the fact a lot. I'm I'm very proud of the fact that I spent a lot of time overseas. Um, I would say 13, 14 years of my my life. I mean, I'm 39, so as the years go on, it's no longer the majority of my life. But at one point in time, when I met you, I mean, how old was 21? How how old was I met? Yeah. I'm trying to remember exactly. I guess I had my first daughter when I was 21, and you met her when she was in a car seat or a, a baby carrier carrier, right? Yeah, I mean, I had to have been right there, 21, 22. Yeah. So you figure if 13 of my 21 years was spent overseas at the time I met you, I, I I have had different life experiences than the average stateside American. Right. It it, it just right. naturally would it'd be I was a European, practically a European raised by a Filipino mother in a household of an American soldier. Like just that alone is a fucking sitcom. Right. <laughs> Yeah, the next week's episode. Yeah, <laughs> right. For sure. Series. For yeah. sure. Uh, but my point is, I wasn't experienced. I didn't experience everything at 21, even though I thought I did because I was overseas. <laughs> right. So in comes Jason Rohde. Like any origin story, I guess let's just talk about the first time I met you. The, <laughs> the first time. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first time I saw you, you were you were walking your dog, um, a beautiful uh, blue nose pit bull, I believe. His name was Atreyu. Yeah. And uh, a blue fawn. Blue yep. fawn. OK. And I saw you walking and I was like, oh, man, that's a dope dog. <laughs> and like I said, I'm not I'm not too keen on how things work in America. I guess like even being here a few years, I, I just thought you popped the window open and talk because in Europe, I'm American. What I, when I speak, people listen, Oh my God, that's English. What's he got? Hey, how are you? Oh my God. An American's talking to me like that was, right. I lived that life and it was cool. I rolled down the window and I said, Hey, what's up? And you looked me dead in my eyes and said, what's up? And I was like, Oh shit. That's a nice, and I said, that's a nice dog. And you said, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> and I was like, man, fuck this dude, you know? And uh, I moved to tell you to the other side. Yeah. Too. You'd like, I, I was going to hop out and steal a grown ass pit bull. So that, so, you know, I mean, thank you for thinking I was capable of trying to check you for a full grown dog. I mean, I appreciate you thinking that I was capable of coming out and strong arming you for a full grown pit bull, but I was not built that way. I'm still not built that way. And I don't think anyone should ever want to be built that way. That is a suicide mission. Yeah. I mean, you probably weren't expecting it in Boise either. Like that was more of my LA mentality. I didn't know. Well, yeah, you're yeah, from I mean, LA, so that you're you're Los Angeles. You see this brown dude 
I mean, you, you know, let's let's <laughs> let's just matter. let's just get it out of the way. I I look Hispanic. I'm not, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with looking Hispanic, but I, I'm not drawing the correlations between someone from L.A. seeing a Hispanic-looking dude pop the window open and say, "Hey, what's up? Nice dog." Like as I'm playing it back in my head right now, I sound like I should. You should have beat me up, bro. You really should have. <laughs> Well, that's that I'd already been in Boise long enough to know that, you know, I, I did operate from that space when I first moved to Boise, but I still have, it's just like a, it was like a natural thing. Um, cause if, if I could back that story up a little bit, that park, cause you guys were all playing at that park right there. Remember that? Right, basketball, so, pick up basketball. Yeah. 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 So in my mind too, <laughs> my, my brain's kind of crazy like that. I was already thinking like, well, here he's got a bunch of dudes too, and I'm by myself. No, oh, yeah, right. Like, yeah, yeah. I was actually thinking about all of that, and you know, it's crazy. I'm thinking about this in this moment right now, which is sad. Actually, is that dog did get stolen? <laughs> that that actually did happen. So maybe Before I created after? that. After, after. I don't remember a tray being stolen. Yeah. Yep. Oh yep. man, I know who did it too. But I just, it was one of those things where you, I mean, I was trying to change my life. You still know who did it? I know who. Yeah, I don't know who has it. Yeah. But you know who started it? Yep. Okay, so when this podcast is over, I'll hit unrecord. (laughs) And then you text me. And then we'll. we'll... I mean, it'd be great. It'd be great for you to just, if you ever. I mean, I think he probably passed by now. He'd be be really old, right? Yeah, it'd be really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He'd probably be be passed. But I probably should have hit you up before because you, you would see that dog if you ever. Saw him around, you could be like, "Hey, give my dog back," <laughs> and Atreyu would love you. He would love you, like you would know. Oh, that's Atreyu. Yeah, well, he, you know, he, he would know, especially he would, voices. He would love me, but I think he remembers my first pit bull or my first Doberman I had. Yeah, remember, oh, yeah. Uh, remember Deuce. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he, but oh god, Deuce was an idiot, right? He would chew. <laughs> he would. <laughs> I love that dog. I, I, I know. It was based on love. If anybody hasn't caught on already when they listen to my podcast, I, 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 I called the dog an idiot. I call all my friends pieces of shit. I think if you aren't, <laughs> if I don't make fun of you, we're not in you're like not that. Family. You know what I mean? Like, there's no love there. No, no love. If your friend can't look you in the eyes and say you're a piece of shit, then he doesn't fucking love you, right? Right. Okay, because right. you've done something. You've done something in your life. I just want to get that out there that because I feel like sometimes people will listen to things I say and they'll be like, God, man, why are you such an asshole to your friends? Well, the listeners need to know this out the gate. <laughs> and y'all need to know this is what's coming. Yeah, you need to know. Like the only person I won't call an asshole that I love in life is my dad. Well, yeah, but well, that's a respect. That's because I think I tried one time. And then when I finally woke up. <laughs> i saw uh, jesus for one second and then <laughs> i think i had a memory of trying to check my father at one point and realized yeah there are certain people on this planet you leave the fuck alone and he happens to be <laughs> one of them right <laughs> right yeah we've been there we all been there but back to back <laughs> back to when i first met you i think i should preface this story people need to know when i saw you walking the dog and and it'll make more sense in a minute but when I first laid eyes on you walking that dog, I visually observed a guy. You remember you used to make fun of kids in school when they walk with a limp? 
You know they. I mean, I, I didn't. But you know, well, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My fault. My fault. My fault. Okay. No, I know what you're talking about. That. Let's just get it out yeah. there. You, Jason Rohde, you have yeah. cerebral palsy. You know. Yeah. And you know that. I'm not telling you something. Did I tell you that just now? You just did. I just tell you that. Well, I didn't know, but now I know because you're telling how it is. Okay. I've been trying to tell people what. what? Is it my diet? Is it my diet? Like I eat salad on one side and beef on the other side? Like what is it? Your shoes are, they're not manufactured correctly. And one of them is a little off. So every time I buy them, every time I buy them, it's like, (laughs) yes, I do have CP. When I met you, I didn't know you had CP. Okay. You thought it was a pimplant. I just thought you were fucking just trying to be the the coolest dude on manito right you know right. you were just and i won't lie to you it's not anything that i haven't seen in life before so it wasn't awkward like i'm not making fun of you like i wasn't looking at you like oh man look at this fucking dude you just it was what night uh 2000 it was early 2000s that's how everybody was walking who gives a fuck right no i mean that's what i think i grabbed onto that especially when i moved to boise because they're I came from Cali and they just, you know, they gave it to me and it would be like, oh, you a gangster. Oh, you a gangster. And I kind of like was like, I mean, I know some gangsters. I've met some and I don't think anybody wants to be that. <laughs> like they got to watch their back. They got to there's things they go through and see that I don't think anybody would want that by choice. Some of that gangster <laughs> life is born out of necessity, not out of a want. Yeah, you know? Absolutely. Like real gangsters. Absolutely. I mean, what was that T-shirt or whatever? Uh, everyone wants to be a gangster until it's time to do gangster shit. Like, <laughs> right, right. Nobody wants that. Yeah, but I embraced it, Boise. I was like, finally, I was like, yeah, I am. Yeah, and I just embraced it. Like, and it was mainly because of my walk, and then I dressed differently because I came from Cali, and I mean, the the Cal- California swag and all that. But when I met you, that's who you were. You 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 look like an out of towner. You walked like a, I guess, an out of towner, if we want to call it that. I mean, fuck, I'm an out of fucking town. I'm an out of countryer. Like, I don't even know what's going on, really, you know. But um, I see you with this nice dog. You're limping. You're looking hella cool. You're trying to check me when I'm honestly just telling you you have a nice dog. And I left it at that. I rolled up the window and I said, fuck this dude. And I left, right? That was probably like on a Wednesday or a Thursday. Yep. Two or three days later. I go downtown. I'm hanging out with some friends. Um, I'm going to a bar. I'm walking down the stairs and out of the bar. And I happen to see you again. I've probably seen you a hundred times and never noticed you because you're just a guy in the crowd. But after our interaction, that original interaction, I see you standing there in line or coming up to you were skipping the line and you were coming up to to the (laughs) ID guy and we locked eyes. Okay. Now, Jeremiah being the or trying to be the the humble, hey, what's up, dude? I'm still in mode of saying hello. Like, <laughs> no, no, no bullshit. No, Jason, Jason, no, I don't even know if we talked about this before, but no bullshit. I don't think we have. I really just wanted to say hello. Like, bro, I you're my neighbor, practically. <laughs> right. So I locked eyes with you and I said the words again, like a fucking idiot. What's up? And what did you say to me? What's up? What do you mean? What's up? I was like, whatever. So then I roll my eyes and I'm like, I'm like, whatever. Fuck. And I just fuck this guy. And I walked out and I made it. Hold on real quick, though. A little, little side note real quick to, the, to everybody listening. You wore sunglasses in the club, right? 
all the time. I and did. You had a presence about you. So again, and it's probably because you weren't from there. Like I noticed that too. You know, so <laughs> it's like a protective. Like I, what do you? What's up? Yeah, what's up? Like, well, okay. Like, okay. <laughs> if since since this is about being honest, maybe I shouldn't paint myself to be this model of a. Uh, oh, I was just this, this innocent guy trying to say hello. <laughs> right. I did do some things, and some people knew me for some reasons. So I guess I yes. did carry myself in a certain way. There you go. That's a better. Picture. So I did come down. <laughs> I, I was. I mean, this is. I think I had like three shiny ass. 100% cubic zirconia earrings. <laughs> I was like the rap video if you couldn't afford the rap video. You know what I mean? Like I was, you know, we need an extra call Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I'm walking out. I do have the sunglasses on. I say, what's up? You throw me some shit that I'm really not trying to deal with at the time. So I said, whatever. And I just kept walking. Bro, I got, I got probably half a block maybe not even half a block i probably like 20 feet past and i looked i said you know what fuck that guy <laughs> and i turned around and went back into that club looking for you i did i went in there with a purpose and i'm so happy i didn't find you and <laughs> i didn't see you again like i didn't even see you until i don't even remember the next time i saw you and i'm not even sure how it transitioned from that time where i wanted to fight you to you being like my best friend, you know, but I can't, my memory's fuzzy to where I don't know where it switched. But I say that because as I'm talking to you right now, I'm, I'm realizing that most of the people in my life that I love and almost all the people in my life that I consider like my best friends have either all wanted to punch me in the face <laughs> or I've wanted to fight them. <laughs> and I don't know what that means, but I'm going to throw it out there. That is very strange that I always go from fuck that guy to I love that guy. And I have no, <laughs> maybe that's a, is that I a mean, maybe, I don't know, a level of respect or something. Again, mine, mine, I never had it like towards you at all. It was more of, um, honestly, just built in protective. Like, what's up? If someone says, what's up? Like, that could go, that could be different things. So probably how it, it got better from there is we got past that. What's up? And we started talking and then it went from there because then we figured out that the intention of each person was not to have any problems. Well, and then when I and when I spoke earlier, I was telling you or was telling everybody that you had opened my eyes up to things that I didn't understand at the time. And I almost feel like there was this level of subconsciously being. I don't want to say threatened because I don't think you you ever really, you know, quote unquote, threatened me, but there was something different about you that I didn't understand and I didn't notice or realize. And because it was something I didn't understand, my, my feelers were up, my, my, um, my guard was up. Like, what, who is this yeah. guy? What's he doing? Why is he not acting like the rest of us? What's different about him? And I was consumed. My personality is if I don't understand something, I get consumed in trying to figure it out. It could be a math problem. It could be, right. you know, why is the TV not level? It could be, you know, what's the difference between a BCAA and whatever? Like, it could be any of that. 
if I don't yeah. understand it, I try so hard to figure it out almost to an annoying extent. And I think that's but where it's our, really cool though. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. I think that's where our friendship was born is I didn't know who you were and I had to figure it out. Now, in the process of figuring out who you were, I learned what cerebral palsy was because you have cerebral palsy. It's not something you'll ever get rid of. It's just something that you, you live with. Um, I think I could, I pretty sure, but I mean, that's what, that's what they say. I mean, I feel I have different mindset now that I'm older and I'm only saying that if there's some, some young people or people that listen to this and have younger, you know, siblings or, or family, whoever, I think if you really worked at something, who, who's to say what's possible for them. Um, and I say that because I was supposed to be in a wheelchair, wasn't supposed to live long. You know, there's certain things they told me that has not happened. Right. And you can't put muscle on. I'm 240 right now, <laughs> 240 pounds with cerebral palsy. You know, like it's kind of like how you just talked about you'll take something and, and figure it out. Or I take like, well, you can't do this. And well, watch what I do. Right. And so, um, yeah, but to your point, you're exactly right. They say that, in fact, um, some some say that it will get worse um, with age. Um, and then and I think that's like with arthritis and certain things, but included. Um, but, yeah, they say, you know, you can't. You can't overcome it, is what they said. So, which is crazy because as long as I've known you, I think you so far, I mean, time is undefeated. So, if we believe everything that we're taught or if we believe everything we hear, things will get worse. But as of this moment right now, outside looking in, it feels like that statement of it not getting better is not true. To me, if you were the only person I ever met with cerebral palsy, I would tell everyone who said that you can't fix this. I would I would tell them they're full of shit and they need to come talk to you. Um, I do want to highlight one thing, though. Cerebral palsy to anybody out there who might not know the difference. And, and I feel silly that I even have to say this because I, I feel like maybe it was something that everyone should know by now. But cerebral palsy is not Down syndrome. Um, I've even gone as far as to make sure that I'm not speaking out the side of my neck. And I, I, I Google searched cerebral palsy versus Down syndrome. And the big thing that I'm learning or the big thing that I see is says that cerebral palsy is a neurological disorder and Down syndrome is a genetic condition. CP is caused by damage to the brain before, during or after childbirth. Whereas Down syndrome is caused by an abnormal cell division. So absolutely trauma to the head, labor complications. Um, those are the things that cause cerebral palsy. You're not born. And because your uncle had CP, you're going to have CP. It's not how this works, you know. And that's great. It's great that you, you, you knew that or you looked it up and you figured it out because people don't know. <laughs> Like you say, like you, you would think they would know, uh, you know, some people, but not all. Yeah. And I just want people to know that when I met you, I didn't even know that you had CP because I thought you were just walking a certain way. It wasn't until later. Um, I, I, I honestly think the first time I saw you in basketball shorts is the first time I was like, oh, well, something's different right? because you, you know, because of what you had to deal with growing up or when CP actually struck 
it it caused some things. I mean, I, I guess I'm not I'm not the one to speak on it. I don't really I didn't live that that time in your life, so I'm I'm really just an observer. Yeah, I mean that's great feedback though. Yeah, that's great feedback because I, I honestly that's what I was going for. Like it, it's it's almost gone backwards now the other way. What I mean by that is I tried so hard to be quote unquote normal, whatever that is, right? And now you know I definitely was never normal, and yeah. I finally just embraced that it, from living in LA, going you know to Boise and living in different places. Just me as a person, I was different, you know. But then with the CP, yeah, always, always different. You know, and and I but I wanted to get to a place where people thought, well, what I embraced was they they think I'm cool, like they think I'm trying to be cool. Well, that's awesome because when I watch myself on the video, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's how I look. You know, I'm like dragging my leg or whatever. I mean, it's gotten better. Um, when I was real young, it was turned all the way in and then up on its toe, and then I would just drag it. Oh, right. Yeah. So by the time you saw me, I was still limping. But I have my foot at least straight. Can't really move my foot too much, but I had it straight and um and basically I did drag it a little bit, like if I got tired, but that's what you saw. Yeah. You know, so from where I came from to get there, that's I mean, that's a compliment. You know what I mean? That's what I was striding for. You know, same with my arm. See, people don't understand it's my arm too. Like it goes, it's the whole mine um is the whole left side. Right. So CP can it can affect you in different ways. You know, it could be one side, it could be, you know, your whole body. Some people are in wheelchairs. Some people can't speak well, like you've seen that. Right. Uh, even Josh Blue, a lot of people listeners right now, they're going to they're gonna know Josh Blue or they can look him up. The last comic standing, he's a comedian. And I met him in person and he sits there and talks and spits all over the place and he don't care, you know, and his, you know, but his legs, perfectly good. He was trying to get me on the USA soccer team, the Paralympic soccer team. And uh, I was like, man. I'm like, if my legs were like that, I, I'm down. Yeah. You know, like it, it hurts me to run. Like I don't, you know. So anyway, my point is it, it affects everybody differently. But yeah, my arm used to be stuck to my chest. So I had to like work that down. I used to wear a bunch of hoodies. So I put my hand in the pocket once I got it that low. Then I put my hand in my, my pocket in my jeans and then, you know, kind of hold it behind me until I could get it down. I try to hide it. Well, just to get it to go down oh. more, more, oh, okay. more, more, more. And so it was just constant, like, just just working on that, you know. And it did help, yeah, because I was kind of hiding it from everybody, you know. And, and the main thing for me, I wanted to play basketball, and you want, I wanted girls. Well, they most people, they wouldn't necessarily think I, like, had Down syndrome, but they would they say the R word. You know, we're not allowed to say that anymore, but yeah. they would say that. And so it was more of me, you know, trying to prove that, like, no, that's that's something different. You know, that's that's, you know, there's more damage there when that happens, you know, the CP, they're not all the R word. Yeah. That's not a thing. Some may be and have CP as well and have other things, but, um, CP alone, man. And I've met a ton of people with CP different and it's, we have the same things happening as far as like things being super tight and, you know, the way that we move or, you know, eyesight, certain things, but really every person is different. So CP strikes and like what you're saying is, you might have five people sitting in front of you with CP and not all five are dealing with the same issues. Yeah. there will be like a bottom line. Like I feel like, cause like how you say I've overcome, I think from the outside and I think everything from my life, family, business, everything. Absolutely. You know, I just, and I'm still breaking out of that box right now. If I went to go get a job, let's say, right. I'm, I'm probably not going to get that job because I have cerebral palsy. You know, it's a thing, which is crazy. It's crazy because, 
just you're one of the brightest minds of my life. And I don't understand that. Like, it's wild. Now, if the job was something that needed efficient motor skills, like you had to have a leg that did something and an arm that did something at a certain rate, then okay. I it makes that safety issue. Yeah, I can understand that. But if you're walking in for an office job that requires you to number crunch and do some things on the telephone and hit some things on the keyboard. I think that's what is really fucked up about this world is they see CP. They think down syndrome. They think mental challenge. They think liability. And then they move on to the next guy. And it's ridiculous to accept that. Because I would hire you 10 out of 10 times for everything. And then there's people that I know that are able-bodied that have these jobs. And I'm like, man, you just keep doing what you're doing, bro. Because <laughs> if you ever mess up, you might not have that job again. You know, like it's right. It's sad. I know. I mean, people are missing out on great people. Now, on the other side of that, right, there's two sides to that, is there are a lot of people I've met people with CP that had it less than what I had. And they sit in a room all day long on disability and just feeling like they can't do anything. And, I, you know, I'll never get it. And to a point, I understand, like I said, you know, I know a I, guy I I've been talking with, I mean, he's a man at this point, you know, and, and he, you know, I can't get a job. I, I, I've applied, I've done this. And I get it. I understand. But you just keep going. You just keep doing it. Oh, well. And he's like, a good looking guy, like to do modeling type stuff. And, you know, but, it, you know, his, and, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but his, his dad was a doctor and was told certain things. And so they just say, this is what it is. And so he lives within, and, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not coming at that. That's what they've been taught. And that's what they understand. I'm telling you from what I've done in real life is I looked at that and said, okay, well, if I'm going to die young, because I'm overactive. They're saying I'm I'm using my body too much. Mm -hmm. Well, then I'd rather do that than live, you know, a longer life, depressed and in a box, sitting doing nothing, right? You know, and then they and then they say, oh well, you know, you're going to be in a wheelchair, you know, by the time you're 18 for sure. No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> like why? Why do you say that? Just because you said that, why do why do I have to accept that? And and that's what's cool is you haven't accepted any of that. Um, I read your bio on your website. Um, I encourage people to go see it or listen to it or or I guess read it. I don't know. It's called uh, theroadie.com, T-H-E-R-O-D-I-E.com. In the about section of your website, it touches on some things that I didn't even know. And I've known you most of my adult life. Um, the big thing is you were born in 1979, so you're fucking old. <laughs> um, I didn't know that. Oh, that's a good thing, CP. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Turning it back around. See, I wanted to talk some shit, and you fucking turned it around and made me look like the douchebag. So congratulations. Finally. That's why I fucking love you. Um, no, but I read even just this first paragraph. Um, please, everyone go to this website the roadie.com read the about section literally this first paragraph from his first breath life was challenging an opportunity to overcome and never give up complications from being four months premature developing cerebral palsy as a result of being dropped on his head as a newborn 
delay in walking, dragging his leg, and being told he would be in a wheelchair bound for life. Being bullied as an adolescent, having a run with cancer, complications of his liver, and being told he had three months to live as a young adult. The fact that you were born 1979, and here we are in 2023, and you were only being told that you would live for three months after you were diagnosed with, with you know, the liver thing and cancer, you're a walking fucking miracle. And I mean that in the loving way, because I know when people say miracle, it means, oh, you didn't have anything to do with it. Some spiritual celestial being helped you. That's not what I mean by miracle. The fact that you're able to listen to a medical professional and then say, this is how it's going to be. And you, without any medical degree, any formal training, any real research whatsoever, can look someone in the eyes years later and say, no, I'm, I'm not buying that. I'm going to do something different. It's fucking amazing. When I first met you and, and we were talking about this, I, when I was living with you, actually, I think I remember you saying um, uh, there was an unconventional or brain training like the medical professionals didn't believe brain training was a thing they said that's like you can't just will yourself to health is basically what the medicine was saying it, am i wrong to say that you disagreed and and brain training was a real thing for you or did i pick up on yeah that? i mean and, and this is what i'll say is you know i feel like you break your arm like you need a doctor you need you know you're sick you know, you need medication. Like, I'm not against doctors. So I'm going to put that out there just to make sure. Because I think some people may think that about me, that, that there's a place for it. And there's a reasoning. I guess for me, when you tell me that I'm going to die young or I'm going to be in a wheelchair or your arm's going to be like that forever. As I got older, I learned, well, they practice medicine, okay? Just like you go to learn anything else. And then I started learning, well, if... If they tell me this and I can't do this, guess what I get to do? Everybody's too happy, right? So I, I, I that kind of played a part in my mind of like, I mean, even if they believed it, they probably wouldn't tell me that, right? Because they have they have to watch their back too. So I'm just saying that in defense to them, right. you know, on the doctor side. Plus, you only know what you know sure. is what I feel. Like, that's why I appreciate you saying, hey, if I have this, I look into it. I see what's up. Because you could base whatever that topic is after something you learned from somebody else or life or whatever, but you don't know the detail. You don't know until you know. Right. And so they don't know because they don't have cerebral palsy. Right. They're not me. So I don't come at that. So I just want to put that out there. I don't, I'm not angry with them. I'm not upset. I get it. I understand it. And now when I go for my yearly, you know, physical, whatever, it's like, they're like, wow, like keep it up. Like this is the first time it, it happened two years ago. First time ever. And I just sat there and then the doctor was like, you okay? <laughs> Cause I think my face was like, wait, what'd you say? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you said, uh, what? what you said, good you job. Said, what? And so the thing is, is cause I think it's kind of, I say that because I think it's kind of changing now because I think that our scene overall, everybody is that you can quote unquote, will it, you know, you have to be consistent. It's just like anything that you're doing. You have to be consistent. It's the same thing with CP and stretching and the mindset of believing it. If you, if you don't think you can do it, I don't care what it is. It's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. You're already beat. You know, we've heard that before. But yeah, I mean, I, I would, I'd be definitely be in a wheelchair. I'd probably be dead. Yeah, because of because of the, you know, I did have lung with cancer. I did that liver failure was three months. 
but your your the thing is I always switch it, right? Even with the liver thing, they said you have three months. Well, come to find out, you know, I'm young at the time and your liver rebuilt. It just needs a little like a good portion of liver and uh-huh. it'll rebuild itself with diet. I spent the whole I spent three months in, in Hawaii. I spent Hawaii, stayed on the island, say, hey, if I'm going out, you're going out in going, Hawaii. Just peaceful, yeah. Meditating. I got massages. What'd you do in Hawaii? You meditate and massages? There was nothing, nothing different than just me- mental, just getting yourself into a mental state to die is all you were doing. You know, what's crazy is it, it, even the conversation. My mom was there. Um, I mean, we were already going to Hawaii. So that, that being said, like, I don't know how I came together, but I, um, it actually was from a car accident that I found out. So I got in a car accident and the next day I was going to Hawaii. So they made sure I was okay. I took the flight, and then when I got um, all my tests, and they said, "Yeah, my liver, like it's inflamed. There's all this, you know, whatever the numbers were." Uh-huh. I'm young, like I didn't even pay attention to all that. All I heard was, "You have three months," and that the list is too long unless I know somebody who's willing to give me a piece of their liver or something like that. But I'm telling you, it went like a movie where I heard the three months, and then I could see the doctor's like mouth moving. <laughs> I like looked at my mom and. But I couldn't really hear anything. It was weird. It was straight up. I don't know if it's because I'd seen it in a movie or uh-huh. but it, I say that because I was kind of numb from that point until I got back to L.A. I was I think I was numb. And, and so I didn't really think about the dying part. All I thought about was, man, I went to the library almost every day and you read up and like your liver can rebuild itself. And I was eating good. Um, I did light workouts because I said, don't get crazy. But I still feel like moving. That's what got me where I was with CP. Like I had to keep moving. You know, we'd watch movies, you know, with my siblings. I just had my, just my media family. And it was like, you know what? If this is it. Like my life's pretty, pretty awesome. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think by not like resisting it, I think it helped looking back. Um, but yeah, man, that's scary. And, and the thing was, is like, I had the cancer thing from a skin cancer that, um, that was after the liver. Right. So it was like back to back things where, I was like, man, what am I doing with my life? Like something, I don't get it. Like I already have the CP stuff. And then I had, you know, then I, they said a suffering from when I was a kid, you know? Um, and so it's like, man, what do I do? You know? And that's where I went on this whole mission to be like, live on purpose and help people with disabilities and, and started gyms. I, I did the Paralympics. Paralympics. That Okay. I, I, God, I feel like I'm all over the place right now, man, because I know so much about you and I'm still learning things about you. When I went to that bio uh, and I read the things that that I that I that I that we just talked about, I'm reading these things already knowing that you were a Paralympic like athlete, like like it's 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 crazy to me. You go from a, a toe turned in to your heel dragging it as if it's not operable uh you i'm gonna say it because you made jokes about it in the past but the chicken wing effect on your arm yeah you 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 go from having that to being a actual olympian and that is fucking amazing bro like a paralympic uh, uh, olympian an athlete like I'm an able-bodied person and no time in my life did I ever really consider myself a top-notch athlete. I was good at baseball. I was decent at some sports, but to be a top-notch athlete 
not, I don't think I fit that mold and you did and were, I, I guess you had the chip stacked against you and that's incredible. By, by the way, what is Paralympic? I just Googled it because I, I wasn't really sure. I only thought there was a special Olympics, but there is a Paralympics and I'm finding out really quickly that I've always known there was a difference, but I've always categorized it together. Paralympics is like athletes like you or, you know, a, a, a guy that had an amputee that's running a 400 meters, right? That's. Yeah. So, I mean, the best, the easiest way to put it, uh, you know, I don't know the exact definitions of each, but, um, and, and, Funny enough, I guess I was in the same boat because everybody kept saying, man, you, you know, you can do sports, you live weights, like you play basketball, like all this stuff, you know, like you should go to the Special Olympics. And I was like, yeah, I should. Like, I, I love sports. Like, yeah, let me look into that. And they're like, well, yeah, I mean, like you can volunteer. I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, no, I have Sarah Paulson. They're like, yeah, I know, but you can't be in the Special Olympics. And I kept with like, like, why? What do you mean? And it's, it's I have Sarah Paulson. I see these guys have Sarah Paulson. I see them. You know, it was at an event and, and, you know, she was trying to be politically correct and not try to make anybody upset. Right. But basically the, the special Olympics more on the, on, and from my understanding, more on the mental side of things. Right. So you may okay, have, so like be, down syndrome would be special Olympics. Um, yes. Yeah. It would be okay. in that, you know, like uh, there was a group out here you just brought up a random thought. I'll say a little side note with, uh, uh, down syndrome that I was trying to get from my gym. Um, and cause I wanted to help these guys get funds for like their training coaching. Cause there was a group of guys out here. Um, I think it was all guys. I don't know if there's any girls, but, uh, they did powerlifting, man, down to like these, these guys are so strong. It would, it would blow your mind and their work ethic. is amazing. Yeah. I was trying to build a little team before COVID, um, to get them out like to a bigger stage. But anyway, uh -huh. that was a side note that reminded me, but yeah, that would be more from that space. And then the Paralympic is, like you said, the wheelchairs, uh, blind, um, amputees, no arms, and there's classifications. So even within cerebral palsy, there's like uh, four different classifications. Like I was in an F36, so field, that would, the F is for field and T is for track. Um, and then you have different, so I had to go get tested by these doctors of what's the level of CP that I have. So you can compete with like, like athletes? Yes, yeah, so they, they do their best. Now, <laughs> they I don't I don't know what to say on the podcast, but I guess anything's open, right? But there's a lot of politics you can understand in anything. There's a lot of politics. I'll leave it at that. And then um, but like even just from me and other CP athletes, if you look at say my, you know, I did shot I ended up doing shot put at the end. Um, you know, that guy's been winning, the guy who's won it in the world. And if you watch him, I mean I can't see any cerebral palsy. Right. So that's one of two things. It means that he could still have it at some level, but he should be at a higher level, right? A right. different classification. One that's not as that. debilitating, I guess, is what you're saying. Well, because this is the thing is like, think about Shopper, okay? A lot of your power comes from your legs, okay? Mm -hmm. Well, if he only has CP in one arm, the arm he's not throwing with, and he has two good legs, all I'm saying is, does that seem very fair? Now, you know my mindset. I'll go against people that are able-bodied. Oh, yeah. Like I did, I think that's why I was so successful in a in a small amount of time was because I had I've never competed against someone with a disability, so I didn't care. I had the same mindset. I was competing against myself. That's it. And and I get a little bummed because 
Now, I don't know if you know a ton about shot put, but I was going up three feet every six weeks. Three feet. That's huge. Like height and like going it. it three feet higher or further, f- further. Or further. Yeah. And, and you don't do that. But, but you, <laughs> Shot put straight up. I'm an idiot. Well, I mean, it does go up. It does, you know, it can go up too. But but this is the thing is, is you know, that's unheard of. But the thing was, I was new to the sport. I, I learned off YouTube. I didn't have a coach until the, towards the end. Right. Because everything costs money. Right. So it was like I had to I was training uh, 35 hours a week with physical you know, therapy and all that stuff and my training. So it was hard to like work and do that and have a family and you know what I mean? So uh-huh. um, anyway, my, my point is, is it's they make it as fair as they can. But I, don't, I mean, you can if you're on your computer right now, you can look up the strongest man, uh, the strongest man. He holds the record for holding a car in the air the longest okay you look that guy up that's who i threw again in the national championship because he got in a car accident the strongest he, man in the world yeah but for his record is for holding a car i think you have to uh put in there like holding a car up i think it's Whit whitman or something is the last name um the guy's a beast a beast and it's like how is that even fair but to a point we talked about earlier when he saw me, he said, hey, are, are you in my classification? I said, yeah. He's like, oh. And I'm like, okay. I'm looking at him like, he's huge. Jeez. You know, it's so, uh, but I was like, I'm not, I didn't do all this work to not win. Yeah. So, and there was another guy who had one for like however many years, you know? And so, um, anyway, when you see this guy, he's, he's huge. But what's crazy was he would yell at himself. So he would throw and he would yell and be like, man, you suck. Like, he would literally be yelling at himself, right? And everybody, we're all looking at, like, he's joking. Like, he's holding off to the last throw. That's what I thought, right? Another little side note, he was chugging a giant monster. Those huge monster drinks they used to have, those really big ones. Uh-huh. I was like, <laughs> how is that legal, by the way? But anyway, <laughs> there's all these movie things happening. This guy's huge. Everyone's like, he doesn't have cerebral palsy, uh, you know. He's not as big as he was when he did the strong man, like, but he was still, you know, big and strong. He was definitely stronger than me. There's no doubt. But technique, mindset, anyway, it goes back to that. Right. You were saying things like um the politics. What what do you or you mean like and I don't want to get into the politics because it, it 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 almost sounds like I'm complaining because I'm like, well, there's not fair, you know, but yeah, what are the politics? Like uh product placement like this guy he's super he's a strong man and he's lifting all this shit and he's amazing and his physique is incredible if we put him in this category and he wins gold we can market him for our energy drink is that what you're saying or are you i mean i'm i'm sure maybe there's a level to that i can only speak on what i saw i mean i i heard a lot of things um and that's where i you know when you hear stuff you can't really i can't really say right for truth as far as far as far as um uh like people taking certain things you know doing that kind of stuff that they're doing it and not getting caught okay that's kind of out in the open now we kind of all know that that's an athlete i just didn't expect that from a paralympic level but you're at the top of the game so why would it be any different no i wasn't willing to do that stuff politics as far as i can speak on this because i was there and there's no (laughs) there's no way to not see what just happened but basically, it was a hundred meter. I think it was hundred meter race. Um, it was track event. This was national championship. 
meaning you get one shot, right? There's no redos. There's no nothing. The guy false started, and the director came down, stopped it. I think it's on television, anything, and they redid it. They got to redo it, and then that kid got to meet President Obama and got to go on the team and do whatever he did. Now, really? me looking from the outside, again, to me that's politics. To me, that means that his parents wrote a check for a few hundred thousand dollars, and it's just what I. It's just yeah. what I. Yeah. Right? Like, why else would that kid get that shot when nobody else does? There was other false starters. <laughs> no one else got that. No, I hear you. But so, in in preparation of what we want, what if this phone call, I, I I do a little bit of homework. I think a lot of people think I just get on here and ramble, and then whatever happens happens. <laughs> but I I do work at this. I try. Um, there's a guy. His name is Mohammed Zayad Zolkefli. I probably pronounced it wrong, but Mohammed Zayad Zolkefli. He is the Paralympic shot put champion in the men's F20 class. And I don't know what F20 is, but it's field. And then the 20 is the, the level, right? Um, he had the world record in his class. And in Tokyo, he went and competed again. And he actually broke his world record. They let him compete, and he broke his world record. They later disqualified him because he was three minutes late to the event. Mm, yeah, see politics. And that is complete horseshit to me. If he was late, if the rules are you're late, it doesn't. If the rules are you can't be late, then don't let him throw. Right. It's hey, you're late, bro. You can't do it. We're sorry, but that's your fault. Yep. Cool. I can live with that. But if you're three minutes late, you check in, they write your name down, they give you the number and they say, okay, they call your name, they make everyone whatever, get out the way, you get in there, you do your thing, you throw it, they celebrate it, they record the, they record it just for later than to tell you you're disqualified. I mean, especially three minutes. Yeah. Like if he was way late, maybe, but he broke his own record by more than half a meter and was later disqualified. That's big, man. So, to your point, politics, they're they're apparent in sports, they're real life, everything. It's just... But it sounds like an excuse, right? Like, that's why I don't like talking about it, because it does feel like... Like, I can throw farther, I can throw so far that they're like, oh my gosh. And I think if I put time, and I had coaching, and I, you know, I put it together the right way, dude, who knows? Because the thing with shot put is, I feel like it's an old man sport. Like I'm getting stronger. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> I'll tell you, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. You, <laughs> from what I'm reading, unless it's changed, there, you're four gold medals and two national titles as a Paralympic athlete. Like, yeah, I have the record too for the U.S. United States. So you have a, you have a United States record? Yeah, I have the, I have the, the record for my classification not world that's what i was saying i was going after the world and this is the thing is i was sitting in the in the you, you ever see like the conferences i've ever watched uh-huh. the olympics up they have the conferences they have everybody's in this room and they pick the guys <clears throat> i never knew about it but um i was there i was in the room and even once i didn't get picked for for rio you know and i went up and and the was like, oh man you're gonna you're gonna keep going right because i had killed it i won four gold medals and it's a, just a little bit over a year like the end of the the last season and then a full season. And so, 
you know, I was like, well, I mean, if you're going to pay me, but see, they don't, the thing is, is there's only a real, like a top 2%, you know, that's really making the money on them. And again, that's an excuse. Like I can work to do that for where I'm at with my kids being young. I just made a decision of like, I just don't know. I think they're more important, you know, than me trying. Cause the thing is I could do this all again and they just not pick me because now I feel like if someone didn't write a check or <laughs> like, I don't know why, you know what I mean? If you saw my things and you saw me going up three feet every six weeks. And after this event, we have another two months. Meaning what if I only went over another three, I would have broke the record. Yeah. Fuck Even yeah. if I didn't have, I would have broke every record there was. And, and, but the thing is there's so many athletes and there's so many cl- classifications and there's so, and, and there's kind of like a point system, meaning uh, it's a little hard to explain, but like, like if I'm a top thrower, you know, in the world, the U S gets X amount of points because I hit these numbers. And so then at the end of the season, whenever they take it, you have all these numbers or in the, you could take a certain amount of athletes depending on how many numbers, I guess. And I'm kind of butchering it, but it's something like that. So the the fairness to the team, you know, they're going to take the hundred meters, you know, amputees because that's an exciting event. You know what I mean? People love it. They're going to take their guys who rock it. uh, Gillette, Lex Gillette, who's totally blind that runs a hundred. That's just beast mode. Like, Dude, those blind runners, they're incredible. Have you I mean you've seen them obviously, but they're blind with, with with the spotters, right? Where they run with the spotter? Dude, the spotters, those guys are those guys are athletes too. No, no, no. I mean they're they, you you got to understand this is what I don't think people do with the Paralympic sport and I didn't either is especially those guys. They're that's like I mean that's like that guy could have went to the Olympics. Like he's a guy that just oh man I was right there, and for whatever reason, it didn't happen. That's how good they are, right? Now think about this. So they got to be fast like that, but now you're you're tethered to another man. Like when you watch those guys run, if you're from the side, it's like they both their stride is exactly. The they're same. the same it, fucking it, person. It's wild. Oh my gosh, yeah. and they're insane. My, one of my good friends out here, you know, more business related, um, but I would say we're good friends too. Um, uh, he's he's blind. Um, you'll. I mean, you'll probably, I don't know, you might meet him someday if you're out here because I do a ton of stuff with him. But he, uh, yeah, he did sprints, he did long jump. So they do like a sound like or clapping or whatever to to, to let them know if they run off, they're running run off the track or whatever. Um, he's done a cycling um, world champion in cycling. So the guy's on the front of the bike, he's on the back just racing. Um, he's a, a still on the world champion softball blind softball leagues so this ball beeps okay and they just kill it yeah it's insane okay so this is where this is where i have a problem okay (laughs) i'm please whoever is listening to this do not take this the wrong way i am all for anyone that's in a special olympic event or anyone that's in a paralympic event or even not the olympics just a specialized or specific event that is allowing someone with i'll call it a disability even though i don't like that word i don't think it's a disability i i I think it's more this ability yeah this my ability this this my ability (laughs) you know Yeah, yeah but i play a lot of softball and if i 
watch. I will I will probably never go watch a blind softball event. And I probably won't do it for one reason. Because if a blind person can hit the ball better than I can, <laughs> I will never fucking play softball again. Uh, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't, I don't really mean that. I, it's, it's, uh, it's all in jest, but that's fucking amazing, dude, to have someone hit a ball. I think he was pretty good. His disability was from a car accident. So he, he had already been able to see. And I say that where I think, um, I don't know if that's necessarily helpful. It probably is helpful for certain things. Right. But as far as baseball, I think he had a love for that before. And I say that because he really, he keeps going with that. Sport. Yeah, I think that's super cool. Soccer. He, he's done different things and he's always like the top guy. He's his work ethics insane. Like he doesn't sleep either. Like he runs businesses and um, like I've done, I've been doing some, uh, some logos for him, some banners, like a bunch of stuff, you know, because it is kind of a bummer. Like you can't see that stuff. I mean, this is what it is. Yeah. You know, so, but he has, he has, you know, creative design of it, um, how to do it, the process. Like he's, when you say like a brilliant mind, you know, I think somebody should swoop that guy up and pay him millions and millions of dollars <laughs> to well, do whatever. Well, let's not sell, let's not sell yourself short. I mean, yeah, I we've talked for about an hour here and I've heard nothing but brilliant mind. I've heard nothing but great ability. Um, while we're talking, I'm just cruising around on the website. Again, the the roadie.com. And as I'm reading this, yes, the bio or the about section is about you and what you've overcome or what you had to do. But there's personal training on here. There's mentoring. There's there's a store that has some ebooks. And none of this is catering to anyone with a disability like it's not specialized to where it's like oh if you have cerebral palsy go to my website this product is for you i'm reading this shit as if it's like like can anyone get something out of this are these things that we find at roadie nation are they for everyone because it seems like you've taken your situation your circumstance and you've learned so much about it that you've parlayed it into a product that can help every, like, I don't have cerebral palsy. I don't have, I don't have a debilitating, um, injury. I, I didn't lose a leg. I didn't, you know, I don't have any of those things, but I feel like this personal training is actually for me. I feel like this mentoring could be for me. Is that, am I reading this correctly? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I've worked with people with disabilities. In fact, um, I own gyms before COVID and we had a whole program. So we do, you know, I could work say with someone with CP or different disabilities, obviously like that, that's a thing, but believe it or not, the more clients I have are able-bodied because I think that they see like, if I could do it, why can't they do it? Right. You know what I mean? You're if an I example. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, we have like the coaching process is more of the mental aspect of it, which we tie into some of the, the personal training, but that's its own program. And that's kind of what I was doing before the gym. You know, once I, I got the four medals and, you know, I was skyrocketing, I had, you know, people come to me and we want to open a gym. And so that kind of all came into that. And then when kind of the COVID did its thing, I just kind of decided, hey, look, I'm going to take this line. I need to spend more time with my family. And so that's kind of where that training program came into place. Um, it's a, it's their own, you know, has their own app. 
they get videos of all the, the workouts that they need, um, nutrition. Um, I have specialists that I work with, depending on the situation, meaning like they need a specialized diet or they need, you know, they're working with this. Like I have a huge team from owning those gyms for, for so long that I can reach out to if need be. Um, I only take a certain amount of clients. And that's why I say that if we get too busy, then I have other people that I reach out to. But yeah, it's for it's for everybody. Um, our top program is our 90 day program. That's where we get the most results. And then usually people go month to month after that um, just to either maintain or if they want to lose more weight or they want to gain more muscle. That's usually it. They want to lose weight or they want to gain muscle. I mean, usually. Right. Well, most people who are trying to get into these things, they're they're like you said, they're either trying to drop some pounds or they're trying to they're trying to build some mass, but I'm on the website now, the personal training clicked on programs and the 90 day challenge here. Let me, let me just highlight some things here. Full access to online training app. Um, how to get started on meal prepping. There's supplement discounts, personalized fitness strategies, customized training schedules, meal planning, um, daily food examples, uh, online support, daily and weekly email and mobile reminders, exercising videos, one-on-one -on -one video conferencing if needed, the ebook, cookbook, depending on what your goals are, private Facebook access, a roadmap to achieve fitness journey, trainer-specific support and motivation weekly through the app. So this seems like an all-inclusive type of deal here, bro. And I, and like, like, look, I know we've been friends for a long time. Like, Holy shit. I just scrolled up and saw some, bro, the before and after pictures. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, bro. No way. I know. Yeah, I was 260. So how, so how how that happened, how that little baby formed. <laughs> dude, no, <laughs> listen, I'm not making fun of you, but I'm making fun of you because this is a success story. So take this the right way. You, <laughs> you listen, bro. Listen, I love you. Yeah. You went from a reverse Quasimodo to fucking <laughs> Iron Man. Like, seriously, if if you looked like this when I saw you with your dog, I would have took that fucking dog. But, <laughs> but now, bro, you're jacked. I just have to explain myself, though, okay? Okay. Shock. Okay, shot put. Let me just <laughs> You're fucking all the jacked. Well, shot put, okay. They want to, you want size, momentum to get across the ring and throw that weight, right? And so the whole time I'm training, I'm just eating everything I can and I'm doing strength training. That's it, right? Because most of the time I'm learning how to throw this thing. So the bulk of my time. So I say that to be, you know, that ends. We open a gym, which is insanely stressful with how I did it. I would not recommend doing it the way I did it. Um, and I say that because then I gained another probably 15, 20 pounds. So that picture you see is me, you know, opening a gym being like, who's going to trade with you, bro? Jason, like, who, what the fuck? Gonna, you? Right? And so, so I did that in like 12 weeks. I think that was either the eight week one or 12 week. I've done two different ones, but that's, that's, that's a little bit extreme. I, I you know, I wouldn't recommend that either. I would do it a little bit slower, but that's what you can do, man. All I did was switch up my, my eating. I, I tracked my eating every day. 
I worked out. Well, I track my so. eating too. Um, there's these apps <laughs> when you order from Pizza Hut, it, it shows you how close it is to your house when they deliver. Right. So I, I track my food too. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. It's, the, it's exactly the same. Oh, that's so funny. Bro. But yeah, that's yeah, that's crazy. That was crazy. What the fuck, dude? Like those that's incredible. Man, that's Jason, you're the shit, bro. I appreciate it, man. This is pretty cool. I'm going to say, too, real quick, anybody who's listening, we'll give them a discount. So this like, they can fill out that form online and just say they heard your podcast, and we'll hook them up. Okay. Um, does that sound good? For, for Yeah, fuck yeah. So uh, what I'll do is I will I'll put something on the on this episode. In the uh, in the little section where it says what the episode's about, I'll put something in there on, you know, referencing a discount, what to do, how to do it. I'll probably put something on my Instagram. If uh, you happen to be listening to this podcast and just by chance, which would be pretty fucking incredible. I don't know how that's possible, but um, if you don't know the Kind of Kidding podcast on Instagram, go follow it. I constantly upload and post things there, advertising for our episodes. I will do the same for this one. This episode is actually pretty special to me. Like I said, Jason Rohde, I mean, you're you're damn near the best friend I think I've ever had, or one of them. If 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 you know, if we're keeping score, you it's it's pretty amazing the 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 journey that we've had together. I grew up in a military environment overseas i moved every couple of years so the joke is your best friend is the one you knew the longest not necessarily the one that uh you like the most it was just whoever you <laughs> whoever you knew the longest was your best friend and if we're still keeping to that theme man i've uh i really cherish the time that we've we've been friends so i do appreciate you getting on this podcast with me and, and sharing your story there's so much to unpack there we haven't even touched on so much of your life and yeah man we you know, we'll definitely have to do another one i mean because we could go into like the business aspect of stuff there's been a, a lot of things there um family you know we didn't even talk about that as far as like cp that's one thing we could put out there real quick is knowing that if you have cp like you you can have children and they're not gonna have cp i would guarantee it. it it doesn't mean that they won't but that's another big one with cp since we were kind of keeping that that topic is to understand that um, I would have never had kids if there was even a chance that I thought that they could have CP because of me. I would just wouldn't have had kids. I would have adopted, you know. So um, because I just you wouldn't, because, you wouldn't have wanted to put them through your no. Yeah. Okay. It's just not worth it if there's a chance. Now I could have had you know had a kid and something happened, just like you explained earlier. That's why I was dropped. So there's lack of oxygen. It goes to that part of the brain. And it was it affected my left side, you know. So, um, but anyway, yeah, that, that's just one thing I think is is a big thing. To, or the other, the other one we we're joking about is like if I sneeze or something. If I sneeze and a little sneeze gets on you, I might joke around like you might want to wipe that off real quick because you got about 15 seconds. Or the CP is gonna grab a, like your leg and shrink it up. But but people think like that. It's not you can't pass it like that. Like well, I, I mean, if I did, <laughs> I'd be passing it everywhere. Okay, so since we're, since you and I have probably one of the most honest conversations pretty much every time we talk, 
a long time ago when I first met you, we went downtown and we were drinking. And my favorite drink at the time was those Washington apples, right? <laughs> yeah. I remember, I remember, and I fucking hate myself for doing it because it's stupid. And I know that it now I know that the CP isn't something you can catch. But as an uneducated person, when it comes to CP, I remember we got served these drinks and we tasted them and put them back down. And then we were saying hello to people. And then we turned back around and I fucking didn't know which one was mine. And for a split second, for a split second, I was like, shit, I was like, fuck, I I don't know which one's mine. And then I was like, well, fuck it. I guess guess we're just gonna fucking find out <laughs> like what the fuck like this sucks but the next three weeks again, you're like looking at your leg no nah, it's just it was weird it's like it's you know when you know it's not like you know you can't catch something but you're like oh i should we should be safe but dude my life would be totally different in that situation because i i wouldn't wish that upon anybody so i'd probably live in a bubble bro that shit was so funny like i i still to this day i'm like God, what a douchebag. I hope no one ever, I, well, I say, I hope you never found out about that. And then here I am telling it to you. So there you go. <laughs> I, I, it'd be funny. Like, I don't, I'm glad I couldn't, because I'd probably like save it up. Like you're about to get a fight. You'd be like, man, I got a bunch of CP saved up for you, boy. I, <laughs> just, got, I got this saved up. Just start throwing, just start throwing chewed bubble gum at people. Fuck you. Fuck you. You just like throw wind <laughs> at them. Oh, you got it. That's it. That's oh, shit. Six months to live. Enjoy it. I would have got that guy. Remember that guy who pulled that gun? Oh, that dude. guy would have got some CP. He would definitely would have got some. Yeah, I was actually mad. That was actually a day that you saw me mad. I don't think there was too many no, days. I, I saw you mad and I felt you mad because I <laughs> I think I was I was acting out of pocket that day. And I think you're one of the only people that physically made me feel like I couldn't do what I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> you grabbed you grabbed me so hard. I was like, "Ow, ow, 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 Jason, ow, Jason, let go." Yeah, that strength, that I grip know, strength, that grip strength. Yeah. Well, thank goodness, though. we could have got shot up that night for sure. That was real. And then we wouldn't be able to do this fucking podcast. See, I know. Full and then, circle. And then you want to talk about politics? You and Roman, you guys are the ones that got <laughs> handcuffed. They weren't even. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Since <laughs> since we're talking about it, I wasn't gonna say anything because I never play that card. No, but it was. You this guy, this guy had the this guy pulled the thing, right? This guy pulled the thing. You ran over there and stopped it from happening. Like just sheer I don't know what you saw you you just you black I don't know what happened, but the roadie that I know disappeared. And like I said earlier, Iron Man came out, bulletproof Iron Man. He said he was going to shoot you because you're Mexican. I know. First and of all, you're not Mexican. So first of all, get your facts straight. Exactly. Shoot me because I'm fucking Filipino. Like, Come on. Man. Let Put me some, die yeah. the Asian American I am. Right. But honestly, that's why you saw a different thing. Because we tried to let him go and let him go and let him go. We kept just walking. And then, you know, in those moments, I just feel like you got to do something quick. Well, I'm glad you did. Like I'm and I'm happy you did. I'm blessed that you did. But the thing that's shitty about it is is he says I'm going to shoot him. You say no you're not. You go over there physically stop it. And then the cops come and put me and 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 
Put me. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. Put me. I just remember if you're standing, it. you're standing on the corner. All the cops are there asking me what's going on. I'm like, I didn't do anything. I, I was just there. And he's like, Oh man, what? Who was it? What'd you do? Where's the gun? And I'm sitting over here looking at you like I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, I just remember. I'm laughing because I just remember both you and Rome's face of like, you have got to be kidding me right now. Like, like are you fucking? We literally had nothing to do with any of that at all. We were across the street. We're like, you know. Yeah, but we anyway. we didn't know what was happening till it was over, and then we're the ones that are sitting on the. It's. I love Boise, Idaho. That's oh great. man, that, people don't think it's what it is, but sometimes it could be that. So it that's is. why you always keep on your toes. Well, um, I'll tell you what, man. Um, it's always good to chop it up with you. I, I like I said, I, I thank everybody for every minute of the day they spend with me. I'm really appreciative of everyone who's ever of everyone who's ever shown up for me. You've done it so many times. Right now, this last hour, you have shown up for me. Whatever this content is, whatever people can get out of it, whether it be four minutes at the beginning or the entire hour, it doesn't even matter. I just want people to hear your voice. And I want people to know that my world includes some pretty special people. And and you yeah, you it. should be celebrated as one of those special people from cerebral palsy to owning a gym, uh, overcoming cerebral palsy, um, over quote, air quote, overcoming because you you turned it still around. Up. You're still yeah. you're still doing dealing with it. Becoming a Paralympic athlete, setting uh, national records, shot put records, getting gold medals, national titles, uh, having a family, a beautiful family, by the way. I'm very Thank happy you. for you. Uh, I remember when we were younger, we never thought we'd have these families and we're grown ass men doing grown ass shit with grown ass people. And I, it's fucking beautiful. So I love you, Jason. Um, too, bro. I want everybody to remember the roadie.com. Please go to this website. Um, find him on Instagram. Uh, I don't, uh, Facebook. Um, what is there? Twitter? What else is out there? Do you have a TikTok? Well, I don't know. I have a TikTok. I haven't been active yet. I'm, I'm working on a launch right now. So, okay. Um, I will be doing that on TikTok. Instagram was my biggest one. I've been off it for a little bit, but, um, that's my biggest platform mostly for when i was doing the athletic stuff um but yeah we're in like a i don't know what you would call it we're we're going these you know we have the training we have the coaching um we're kind of getting everything into this one package and then i might be doing a podcast here as well so we'll have to link up for that oh yeah i want to um, be on that even just to say i did it i want to be part of everything you're doing bro Oh, for sure even yeah, if we'll, it's a small we'll definitely pie. link up with that yeah i have another thing i'm working on too we could talk off offline with that um so i'm helping a, a friend of mine they're building a, a huge app that uh that will incorporate podcasts and so okay um when that goes i'll get you linked up and that's just to get more outreach basically you know it'll be a, it's like a community that comes together and so um yeah keep hustling well that's awesome bro like i said i love you i'll uh love you too, i'll give you a holler in a little bit let me let me let me wrap this up and and i'll uh i'll give you a call all right, sounds good, man. All right, big dog. Peace, And just like that, another week is in the books. We fucking did it. I had a lot of fun, you guys. 
We did run out of some time. Uh, we didn't get to so much. Uh, so please hit me up on Instagram at kinda.kidding.podcast and let me know if you have any questions that um, that I might be able to get to Jason about his journey. I, I believe that he truly is an inspiration to so many, and I'm really happy that you guys got to hear from him. If you have any questions about this episode or comments uh, about anything that we talked about, just let me know. Uh, once again, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate you guys hanging out. Don't forget, keep rating, keep reviewing, keep listening. That's the podcast. This was Kind of Kidding. I'm the Jeremiah, and I love y'all.